0: Addressing the news that matters. Lights breakfast.
1: Front page. Today we have Hafiz Marzuki, producer journalist from Astro Awani.
0: Now let's get straight to our first article, which is of course uh this week we've all been talking about how the MCO has extended until April 14. It does sound like our Prime Minister was a bit disappointed with all of us, you know, for not taking this MCO <laughs> seriously. What are your thoughts on this?
1: Here's the thing, Bell and J D. It's an unprecedented situation, at least in Malaysia, in terms of the MCO. Generally for men on the street they will be thinking that are we not doing it right or something why is the extension but due to the nature of COVID-19 and how it acts not just in Malaysia, but all over the world, it is practically impossible to flatten the curve or disconnect the chain of uh, infection in just two weeks. Because if you just look at numbers, it has yet to show and it is always two weeks behind because the incubation period for COVID-19 is about two weeks. We are actually looking at numbers two weeks from now, which is basically the, the MCO hasn't even started because now just just over a week. Right. Yeah. So we have yet to see the full impact of MCO on the infection rate of COVID.
0: So we're expecting the numbers to rise in the next
1: two weeks. Definitely because you've heard the Ministry of Health saying that they are about to ramp up tests. So sometimes when there are increase of numbers in COVID cases, you have to look at many different ways. One of the ways is probably because you are testing more, so you are getting more numbers. What is important is not for it to be overblown. So right now we are about 150 to 200 cases. At least if it, it does not increase up to 300 or 400, we should not be too worried about the numbers.
0: You're speaking about new cases per day, right?
1: Yes, new cases per day,
0: But do you think this MCO extension will help then to stop the rise in new cases?
1: Uh, Definitely, definitely. So I think if you're asking at where uh, I'm looking at, it's probably uh, 7th of April. This coming 7th of April, we can actually see how the MCO has been impacting the numbers. If the numbers are good, that means it shows that the MCO is actually helping us as a country. If not, we may need to introduce several new measures to flatten the curve. Yeah, because the Prime Minister actually did say that if uh, they're going to be reviewing the timeline if they need to they might have to extend it even more yes exactly we've been talking to experts me as for our have been talking to experts as well basically our MCO is for now is, is going for a month and some are saying that it should go two months some are saying it should go three months so it depends on how we as Malaysians act during MCO if we really follow to the T every word of it we might be able to get the better of this earlier so we have to take the MCO seriously
0: we're still on the movement control order extension which has been extended until april 14th now hafiz you were saying earlier that the mco might even be extended for another month until two months what are the implications of having such a long movement control order what will happen to malaysia
1: there are two main concerns number one is our jobs what will happen to our jobs and I say jobs here it means basically our pockets our salaries what's yeah. going to happen employers able to continue paying their employees for an extended amount of time without any work given mm. so that is the definite problem that I could foresee if this thing goes on for months that's number one number two is I would say our mental health overall of course I think a lot of us are probably bored at home some of us have to deal with their own kids uh, I have to take care of my 8 month old son while <laughs> working so it does have an effect on you mm. when it is an extended period of time so basically what we as Malaysians can do is to prepare ourselves mentally, physically and also economically to see whether we can go in for the long haul Mm. with this MCO.
0: But is there any other way that we can try to contain the COVID-19 pandemic without the need to have this movement order in
1: place? When we look at COVID-19, if we look at other countries, I would say here, South Korea, they do not have uh, that much terms of uh, restricted movement, but they are ramping up tests. So what we can do is if we can achieve a certain amount of tests daily and just isolate people who are asymptomatic and just cut off the chain of infection there and then then I guess we could actually not have a restricted movement order while at the same time we can still resume our normal lives but we need to isolate people who are infected with COVID-19
0: and people need to come forward if they have been in close contact with people who are positive right
1: definitely definitely they have to come forward and people actually have to ensure that even if you are asymptomatic you have to be aware of where you go and where you could have picked it up from. So this is to ensure that the virus spread is contained and it doesn't go to unnecessary places.
0: So authorities have said that firmer actions will await those who flaunt the MCO rules. So what type of actions will be taken against those who do not follow the MCO?
1: If you look at the Prevention and Control of Infectious Disease Act 1988, there are few tiers flaunting the rules. Uh, The first one, I think you'll be fined and also could be prison and of course, the fine will increase as the frequency of offences increase. So right now, it looks like the authorities are not being heavy handed with this. They are not merely giving uh, summonses or charging those who are flaunting the rule. But if this persists, I think you would see people getting charged in court or all will be summoned. There'll be a certain fine that you have to pay. And of course, once this MCO over, I assume that once caught, the the business of court resumes, you'll be looking at a very defying or a significant time in prison if you continue to fund the MCO rules. Right.
0: Within our communities, I'm not sure, but it does look like people are adhering to MCO. I don't really see a lot of people out and about. So why are we constantly being told that you know people are defying the rules? Are there any numbers to prove this?
1: I think if we look at it, the cases are sporadic. Of course, generally every day, I mean as you know, we are all in the essential services business. The broadcasting. Yeah. I go to work every day. Of course, there are hardly any cars driving into KL. Just like without any cars, is bizarre. It's a bizarre scene. Mm. Yeah, you can sleep but on us on the street. If, and <laughs> nothing will happen to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, it feels like a dystopian future or some a scene exactly, from. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it does evoke that sense of uh, emotion. But I think, as you hear what the PM said, uh, right now, it's about ninety-five percent of he- adherents There are five percent who are still not adhering, and and it doesn't mean that they go out daily or maybe they are they lepak somewhere or they hang out somewhere no it means that probably they go back to their hometowns Mm. they come back from their hometowns so so these are say the those who are not following the rules because it's simple the mco means you just stay put wherever you are whether it means your home your grandmother's home your in-laws home you have to stay put wherever you are this is to ensure that the chain of infection gets cut So it doesn't mean, oh, I have to go back to my home. So these are the reasons that people are using to make the commute from from whether it's interstate or intrastate travel.
0: Okay, so those who have gone balik kampong that last time before the MCO started, they have to stay put in their kampong, right?
1: Yes, exactly.
0: So far ten thousand out of the public event participant has been identified, says our IGP, but there were about what fifteen thousand participants or more at the public. Yeah. So how important is it for all these participants to come forward at this point?
1: It is of paramount importance because right now the outbreak I would say the, the increase in clusters seems stem from this cluster so it is important for everyone whether you have I mean everyone who attended the event whether you are asymptomatic whether you are coughing having a flu or everything everyone has to come forward and get themselves tested and not only them their family members should also come and who they meet throughout this period basically from what 27th of, of February until now it's about close to a month everyone who has met them has to come and say that you know what I've met someone from the Tabbik Cluster, please get me checked for COVID-19
0: but like you said it's been almost a month so how, how many people have they met within the month and that begs the question we are calling it
1: what second generation third generation whoever they meet has uh, been infected and whoever that person meet has been infected so basically it's, it's the grandchild of infections. <laughs> uh, so I know it, it sounds really hard because it's, it's a month some people I would say you don't even remember what where you went last week. Exactly, yeah. But because the asymptomatic effect of COVID-19, sometimes it will probably be too late when you actually know or you're actually aware that you have COVID. If you meet, make sure you check. I mean, even in Astro Awani, we've had uh, brushes with people who met COVID patients right. uh, positive COVID patients we are on high alert we are checking ourselves like temperature our temperature daily we're making sure no one is coughing and everything so it's the new normal you just have to understand that this is a critical time in our country yeah. we have to be vigilant on all these things so please come forward and get yourself tested
0: yeah but on the flip side there was also an article out that says that our health DG says that we shouldn't stigmatize to be from the understand? public event
1: I had- also have a personal opinion on this but I think there's a fine line between stigmatising and also attributing reason. The fact remains there is a significant portion from the tablet cluster. Whether it's their fault of course nobody wants to be spreading COVID yeah. but it is a fact that it is from that cluster. So I think, of course, we as the public who, who did not attend the public should not be demonizing them. Mm. But what I'm saying is, if you know you've attended the public gathering, don't hide it from anyone. You have to come forward and do your part, not just for yourself, not just for your family, not just for your community, but for Malaysia. Just you be responsible, right? Forward. Yeah, that's the responsible thing to do.
0: This next article is about the Right Yet Caring Stimulus Package, which is to be tabled today, right? So, yes. what are some of the items that are expected to be tabled? and will this truly help? the right yet.
1: Okay, if you ask me, so far we have yet to hear anything. But what we can expect is definitely uh, big amounts of stimulus packages, not just for individuals, but also most likely for the SMEs. Because we know once, before this, it was two weeks, now it's a month. There is also a possibility of it being extended. Prime Minister Tan Sri Muhyiddin said so. So there's a need for a proper stabilising stimulus packages be in place for all these SMEs. Whether it comes in direct cash flow or tax breaks. We have no information on that yet but I'm assuming if you ask me to, I wouldn't say speculate but more to what to expect is probably of those kinds. Initiative and measures to ensure that there are money in the pockets of, of everyone. And also in in businesses as well, because you mentioned SMEs, a lot of people I know who are entrepreneurs, they look at it and say, wow, it's great that the Rakyat gets money, but we are, as business owners, we are still expected to pay salaries. How can we pay salaries when we're not making any money? Yeah, that's the problem. I mean, I've spoken to the Asian Employers Federation about this, also the FTUC, Nation Trades Union Congress. Basically, we have to co-share the burden. That's what they say. The employers, employees, as well as the government. How will that take into effect? It, it, It has yet to be seen because I understand because uh, you can only pay wages for work given. If there there are no work given or or work made, how, how do you pay the salaries? But this is extraordinary times. The key thing here from the stimulus package to be announced today, how do we maintain employment? How these entrepreneurs, how your friends can get enough from the government, whether in the form of tax breaks, whether in the form of cash flow, Mm. uh, how can they maintain employment not just for the duration of MCO, but also the possible extension of MCO. So, So that's the key here.
0: Is it possible to get employees to just take unpaid leave for this extension of MCO?
1: If you look at it from the employees' point of view a bit disheartening because it is only like first half of the year yeah. and if you were to take unpaid leave and uh, they all have their commitments and stuff of course we have all these thing measures by Bank Negara it means a moratorium on loan payments but is it enough for them to leave day to day because if you're not getting salary it means that you have to find other ways to fill in the hole and now when everyone is restricted movement, you can't find new work you can't do part-time work you, you can't go grab and stuff so it's a catch-22 situation here. Mm. There is a need for the government to come up with a stabilising initiative to ensure that not everyone is shortchanged and we can pull through this together.